Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The NFL Draft is only one week away, and we're losing it. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. future high school special teams coordinator of the year, and with me, as always, is AJ Michael Dixon Marchese. That is my real middle name, so. We just call him AJ MDM. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to break down our top five kickers slash punters and our top five return specialists in the 2019 NFL Draft, and finish our divisional NFL Draft previews with the NFC South and the NFC West. Let's hit it! Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving down to Nashville maybe, looking for a net or bosa. Draft Matt Gay on the first day, Draft Matt Gay on the second day, just get Matt Gay on your squad. Let's go seven rounds, let's go seven rounds together, let's go seven rounds forever, and that's a song. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. Seat Geek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. That's a cool catchphrase. That's my takeaway. <laughs> uh, like it. Even cooler. Yeah. It's uh, our favorite time of the year. Yeah. The week before the week of the draft. Where uh, we just run out of positions and do special team stuff. <laughs> so yes, we're going to do our top five kickers slash punters. And then our top five return specialists. Um, and I think AJ's really into kicking and I'm really into punting, so it really plays mm-hmm. off it each year. Yep. We, we're perfect. Yeah. No other podcast in the NFL draft world is dedicating an episode to kickers and punters, I reckon. I hope not. I wouldn't listen. It's hard to find like even just a Google rankings. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I had to like mm-hmm. find a list of names and I went to multiple websites. Yeah, me too. Uh, anyway, uh, I guess we'll just dive right into our kickers and punters. I think we're going to have the same number one, but we're going to vary greatly from there on out. 
I definitely agree. Yeah. Uh, okay. Starting at five, who's your fifth overall kicker and punter <laughs> slash punter? Number five. So the the bottom of the kickers uh, were tough for me to separate. Well, actually, be before we jump right in, okay. Uh, I found there to be a lot more talent at the punter position than the kicker position. I don't. I don't hate the kickers. They're just not. I don't think they're special talents. I wouldn't draft any of them. Um, yeah, I agree. big agree. But, but yeah, but yeah. Um, I would. I would and, never draft a kicker or a punter though. I mean, I, I think you can make a case for, for drafting punters. I think our number one punter, we're going to have the same one, uh, should be drafted. Michael Dixon's the only punter I think I would have ever drafted. Yeah, how about next year? Braden Mann, baby. Oh, Braden Mann I take in the first round, but that's that's a next year problem yeah, for me. Yeah, wait for that. And when we do our SEC show in the summer, it'll be mostly Braden Mann. It'll be Mann talk. He might get his own episode. We're not sure yet. Uh, okay, anyway. Yeah, so you got a five. So five five was actually tough for me. I, I think I ended up landing on on John Barron, the kicker from San Diego State. Uh, it, it was like between him and Austin Siebert. If I can talk about both of them, like Siebert, he's consistent. The accuracy is good. Doesn't have the biggest leg, but the impressive thing with him is like he's really good on kickoffs. It's I think he's got one of the best touchback percentages in the country. He's built like a stocky running back. He is, yeah. But I ended up going John Barron, the San Diego State prospect. Uh, the leg is big. The kicking is consistent. He's got a good kickoff, too. It's consistently through the end zone. Not as good as Siebert, but uh, better. The thing that kind of scared me off of Siebert, I think, in his career, and he's he played there for four years, he only attempted one from 50-plus. That scares me away. Uh, with Barron, he was 5-for-5 five five from 50-plus this season alone. Long of 54. Not, nothing spectacular. Didn't miss an extra point. Uh, bit of a project. Again, I'm not drafting him, but <laughs> he's, number five. he's number five for me. Five for me is where I have Rice punter Jack Fox. Oh, give him more respect, but we'll get there. I, I think with Fox, um, like I don't think he'll be drafted, but I think he's the type of guy, he's going to be a starting punter in the NFL. He looks, he's good, man. He, uh, good. I don't think he's got the biggest leg in the world, but like it's good enough. His hang time, his mechanics, his, like he's just very consistent. Mm-hmm. Like there's no major thing to fix with him. Um, no, I like, He's, I, he's three hundred and fifty second on my big board, <laughs> with uh, Trevor Daniel comp. But um, no, I do think he'll be like a guy who who's got a chance to start in the NFL as a punter for a handful of years. I'll, I'll, I'll get there with Jack Fox. I'll say my piece in a bit. Uh, okay, uh, who do you got at four? Four, I got the LSU kicker, Cole Tracy. Like he's just very cool, very calm, very collected. I that was my biggest note. I have him yeah. a, a bit higher, but my biggest he was to me the best kicker. My biggest note on him was just the poise. Yeah, for sure, and I think that's where you're getting with him for sure. Uh, and like even like not just in situations, but the, the snap and the hold seem pretty inconsistent often. And he didn't seem phased by the bobbled, delayed, mishandled yeah. holds. And you see a lot of college kickers do that little stutter. And obviously NFL when there's a poor snap, but like that didn't affect him. His, his mechanics were clean. He's going through the ball all the time. The leg talent doesn't seem special. Yes. That was like the, I li- like, I like him. I don't like this kicker class. I think he's the yeah. best one. But like like you said, poise mechanics. But the he doesn't have a ton of leg. No, he he doesn't. Um, and he didn't handle the kickoffs, which kind of a little scary. But uh, I still like him. Transfers from Assumption College, only one year at LSU. Yeah, cool mean, story. Yeah, three for five from fifty plus. That's always big for me. Six for seven from forty to forty nine. Those are good numbers. I I think he'll be uh he'll be a, he'll be given a shot to be a starting kicker. Yeah, I think so too. 
Uh, four for me. This is where I got my sleeper. Ian Berryman from Western Carolina. Okay, this is amazing. I have no idea who that is. Please enlighten me. Um, he uh, big big leg um, punter. Big leg, yeah. pretty accurate. Mechanics can get a little sloppy. The hang time uh, isn't always great. Mm-hmm. But the type of guy that he probably won't make a roster right away. Yeah. But um, I think like he's got the tools, and you get him out of like like nothing wrong with Western Carolina, but you get him like around NFL special teams coaches who can like clean up some stuff with him. And I think he's got a shot to be a big leg punter in the league. Three hundred and fortieth on my board with a Rigoberto Sanchez comp. Love it. So uh, there is another sleeper in the class. I couldn't find any tape on him. Uh, Jamie Gillen from Arkansas Pine Bluff. I, I know I mentioned to you before the. The, uh, the the show Rob, nicknamed the Scottish Hammer Baby, <laughs> that born alone, in Scotland. That alone, I'd sign him with. I know. Um, he, like I said, Pine Bluff. The Browns have had him in for visit. I think a couple other teams tested. Can I redo his testing numbers because they're pretty sick? Please. Six one two zero seven. Ran a four six nine. Bench twenty three. Thirty six and a half inch vert. Nine foot eight broad jump. Uh, <laughs> good, good athlete for the position again. Didn't find any tape. He only averaged 42 and a half. Not elite numbers. Um, but yeah, you might hear his name, possibly, with the hype he's been getting. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, thanks for throwing that at us. I think uh, I had to. He's been he's been whispered in circles, so. Alright, who do you have at three? Okay, number three. My longtime boy. You don't like him now. Shame on you, Robert. Matt Gay. Lou Groza winner. Utah. Alright? He didn't win Lou Groza this year, did he? No, last year. Yeah, so let's let's clear that up. It was a bit of a down year. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about that. He's my okay? number two overall kicker, so it's not like I hate him. I just didn't think he's better than the punters. I put him over Tracy because again, I am betting on the leg talent, baby. Uh, you throw on the Stanford game, right hash, 49 yards, easy. Left hash, 48 yards, easy. Kicked off. Uh, I didn't love the kickoffs to be honest. Doesn't have that like loft on it, more of a drive kicker. It's into the end zone consistently, but they're not boomers. Uh, you see him work on tackles. I, I think Matt Gay's going to be a good kicker. I'm betting on the leg talent. It might not work out, but uh, again, he's, he's like six foot 230, so I love that too. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. He just, I think it'll take some time with him. I don't think he's got that great a leg. I. I don't think it's like it's like transcendent special, but I think it's the best in of the group. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. I don't. I didn't like. It's I, I, better than Cole Tracy's. Yeah. I just, Again, I, I, I'm biased though because I've been in love with him for many years. So. Uh, but yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of his. Uh, three for me. This is where I have Cole Tracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we touched a lot of this stuff. The poison, like the uh, the mechanics and the overall accuracy are nice. Yeah. The only thing that will hold him back is the overall leg talent. Like he just doesn't yeah. have a hammer of a leg, and he's a smaller guy too. Yep. Um, but I do think if you just want a safe bet at kicker, this is the guy you kind of lean with. I agree. Yeah. Um, like high high floor, low ceiling for a kicker. I I agree. And I think he's, he can be a really solid kicker in the NFL. Yeah, so. 317th on my board with a Will Lutz comp. Nice. Will Lutz is a good kicker. Uh, yeah, I love Will Lutz. Um, I think he's my fantasy kicker. All right, who you got it to? Okay, number two is where I have Jack Fox from Rice, the best player on the, that team. Okay, I like the league more than you do. I like the hang time. You said it was good. I agree. 
Uh, I think he's an accurate kicker. He can deaden the ball. He can put backspin on it. He's very good uh, making it land inside the 20. He's got a couple of other tricks in the bay, which I always like to look for. Um, tries to make tackles. Always something I like. He had a big hit against LSU. He's a big guy. Uh, he's a bigger guy. I, I, I can pull up his size. Uh, he's 6'2", 224. Thank you. The pressure seems to uh, affect him a little bit at time. But, I mean, I've also seen him, like, the high snap, you jumped, made the catch. He moved right to his right away he's from also, uh, He's also got the Rice special teams group around him. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I know. I, I It does drop him, but he would have been number one. But the group's so good. Um, yeah, the high catch, he moved to right uh, away from the rush. It came right away. Hit a boomer. Beautiful. I loved it. Uh, he's a solid kickoff man. He can control the ball a bit on kickoff, too, which I think we're going to see teams, I guess we already have, but use that more. Do it short of the end zone. Try to pin teams. Um, the fun thing is, he 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 was a specialist for the uh, the long kick on the team, the long field goal guy. Um, he wasn't very good, but you could see how big the leg was. <laughs> like I think he, he lined up for fifty three. He missed it terribly to the left, but like it had the distance. And that's what matters. And that's what matters. And one more thing, he had a, he did his own cut up twenty minutes of all his punts, and it was amazing. And I, I, that that bumps him for me too. So, so did Ian Berryman. You didn't even know who he was. I know, I know. I'm I'm, I'm ashamed of myself. Uh, okay, number two for me is where I have Stanford punter Jake Bailey. See, we we differ on Bailey. Let's I like Jake this. Bailey a lot. Like I, I think him him and the guy we're both gonna have number one teaser uh, <laughs> are the two guys I think can be like make a team and start right away. Uh, with Bailey, I don't. I don't think he has great hang time. No, I wasn't impressed with that. And I think his accuracy sporadic, yeah. but he's damn clean mechanically, and I think he's got a big old leg. I like the leg is solid. Uh, yeah, the hang time was meh. Do you, see, think... the, the, with the hang time and the accuracy, that's like more about placement, and I think that's something that uh, special teams coordinator in the NFL can probably clean up pretty quickly. And yeah, I, I'm going to take mechanics and, and leg talent uh, over that at punter. Okay, for all now. right, fair enough. Even though I yeah. love hang time, but for me, it felt like he was either like he wasn't getting inside twenty. It was either falling short or he it was he was putting the end zone. Um, and the backspin didn't seem working. I, I like a punter with a big bag of tricks. So I wasn't I wasn't the highest. Like our number Bailey. one guy. Like our number one guy who's got uh, a deep deep bag of tricks. With with Bailey, I have him two ninetieth on my board and a Sam Cook comp. <laughs> okay. Okay, number uh, one. Number one. Unquestionably, I think, right? Yeah. I like Jack Fox a lot, but unquestionably. And yes. I like Bailey a lot, too. But, uh, yeah, unquestionably, Mitch Wisnowski, the Utah punter, is the number mm-hmm. one punter slash kicker in this draft. Uh, the, the leg is big. Like, to me, he's not on the Michael Dixon level, but that's a rare yeah. level, and he's, like, the tier below. Yep, I, I think that's fair. Because, uh, like, again, another Australian guy. I, I, I like the Australian kickers because, like, they do the rut like he he's so many variants in his in his punting style. Like you see him do the rugby style. Yep. Um, you see the classic style. Uh, backsman's good. Like he, he can kind of do it. Like he can do the uh, like the driven bouncing kicks and control it. Um, also, you know what's kind of fun with him? You see him do like a bit of a hesitation where he lets his guys get downfield. Yeah, he doesn't he does. worry about it's the rush, weird. and he puts it up. I know it's weird. I, I don't think I've seen a, a punter do it in college before. Which yeah, is kind U- of fun. Utah knows how to, to crank out special. Utah teams. is like special specialist you. So yeah, um, with him though, the hang time is mm-hmm. what to me really separated him. 
Yeah, and you see like from the right hash going across the field to like the the left corner of the end zone. Uh, he, the, he, he, you he know can, what I'm saying? Yeah, he can make every punt like in like yeah. s- in any situation. You talked about the the different types of punts and whatnot. And I think yeah. like that's kind of what goes into him being so much more NFL ready. Yep, I think he's going to be starting on day one, and I think he's going to get drafted. I think it, yeah, I think he'll get drafted in the seventh round. I think he'll be a six round pick. Six? Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, uh, yeah. Comp? My, you want my comp? I do want your comp. <laughs> Tressway. <laughs> the king. <laughs> Respect. No yeah. Andy Lee comps this year. It makes me sad. Why? You want Andy Lee comps? Yeah, I like Andy Lee comps. Andy Lee is like a borderline... If punters were allowed to go in the Hall of Fame, he'd be in the conversation. Oh, I know. I know. Braden Men, maybe next year's Andy Lee maybe. comp? Maybe. And Wisniewski's 266 on my board. Okay, nice. Uh, but yeah, if if you're gonna draft someone from this group, that's the guy. I'll take I'll take Jack Fox in the late seventh, too. Yeah, so. just draft all of them. Why not? <laughs> okay, uh, on to our kicker, or sorry, our return specialist now. Mm-hmm. Just counting down the five bigger names here. I assume. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who do you guys your fifth overall return man? Fifth, I have the AF, uh, AFU. The FAU kind of surprise come out. Kareth White. I, I think he's a little bit of a project, but he's got 4.37 speed. He only returned kicks. The contact balance is solid. The vision's pretty good. He doesn't shed too many tackles, uh, but I, I think with the speed, a bit of the burst, he reads the ball well, which is always something I look for. Some of the guys, you know, sometimes you just know when guys don't. Uh, I, I think he can be a solid return man in the NFL. Uh, five for me. I don't know if he'll do it in the NFL, but uh, South Carolina receiver Debo Samuel, He's natural. Sorry, I have him higher. Let's go. I I, I bumped him because I wasn't sure if he'd actually get the chance. That's fair. That's fair. I just did it purely. I did it kind of purely. Like as a kick returner, he is probably the second best. Like just specifically as a kick returner, I mm-hmm. don't know if he'll do it. Also, not not gonna do much as a punt returner. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's like well, it's like. Seeing him after the catch as a receiver, it's the same idea as a kick returner. He just exactly understand. He's like a running back. He he power. Yep. He's got the burst. He's he's got everything you look for in a kick returner. Type. Four yep. four kick return touchdowns in in his college career. Uh, who do you have at four? Uh, fourth for me is Greg Dortch. Wake Forest probably will be doing returning in the NFL. Uh, the burst is pretty good. I like how he can make him like he's a smaller guy, but he can make himself really small. Get through the little creases on returns. He's got a lot of jittery to him. He does kicks and punts. I think Dorch is, you know, I think that's going to be one of his roles in the league. I'm surprised he's on your list. Not really? Online. Yeah. You don't like Dorch? He's okay. I just, I think there's better options who are better, potentially better slot receivers too. Hey, uh, that's not, I'm, not, I'm not thinking about that, okay. Four for me is Mecole Hardman from Georgia, mm-hmm. who returned both kicks and punts. Uh, a bit of a boomer bust type return, man. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. I I love his speed. I love um, what he does. Even like in, in the open field, he can make you miss. Uh, he he's got that like natural shed ability where it's like guys just slip off him. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think he's gonna be be both a, a starting slot and a return man. Whether it's both kicks and punts, I would bet it's just punts. But I yeah, um, equals number three for me. I agree. He's, he does punts and kicks, like you said, but he's definitely better at punts. Yeah, and like the, the, it's always 
you, you tend to see if a guy is a legitimate starter if he's going to do something between kicks and punts. It's going to be punts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like like you said, like he's he's an explosive dude. The second he gets the ball in his hands, he's taking off. The vision's good. The speed, the straight line speed's really good. Yeah, I think I, th- I agree with you. He's going to be a slot guy, and he's going to be the punt returner day one for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Three for me is where I have Toledo receiver Deontay Johnson. I don't like Deontay Johnson. Okay. I think I think similar idea to Hardman. Um, but I think he's a better overall kick returner, and I think he'll do it more frequently. Probably mm-hmm. probably because he's not gonna be a starting slot from day one. Um yep. he's he's a big, big play guy on parameters. I like his vision a lot. He's not the same athlete as McCole Hardman. Yeah, the vision is I think that's his best trait. Yeah, like he uh, understands angles, uh what holes to hit, both on kick and punt return. Um and, and he's a tough mother effer. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I See, like, Johnson's on my list, but lower. He's not on my top five. Um, like, like, yeah, the speed is meh for me, and he, it's it's fine. But, yeah, the vision's good. Like, he's solid. I think he can probably be doing it. Um, punts, I saw really some really questionable fair catches from him. Uh, that kind of turned me away a little bit. But, yeah, I think kick return, he's better. I agree with you. Who you got it to? Number two for me is where Debo Samuel is. Again, I, I know I don't know how much he's gonna do it. He's Whoa, only a you, one of my guys in my top two is not on your list. Apparently, yeah. That's a weird uh, take. You're wrong. Know. You might not know who my number one guy is though. I'll say okay. that. Because I'm stupid, I know. Anyways, you know who's not stupid? Debo Samuel. He's smart. He's very uh good vision. He's dynamic. Obviously you see him with the ball in his hands. I hope uh, he gets the chance at kinda but at the same time he's such a good receiver, you don't want to like risk I wonder it if depends he'll be where a he situational lands. kick returner. Just like maybe. Like, do you remember how the Ravens used to have Ed Reed return punts in big moments? Yeah. Like, I wonder if he'll be used like that in kick return moments. It's yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, dynamic athlete, very good athlete, makes a lot of guys miss. Like you said, he's like a running back with the ball in his hands. He breaks so many tackles. Uh, when you watch the Ole Miss game, and I think it happened a lot this year, teams were just keeping the ball away from him, like going the opposite way or going short, squibbing. Uh, he because the opening kickoff, I think they tried to do it. It was a bad kick. Uh, Debo pick it up. It was a bit of a scramble. And he he housed it. So mm-hmm. he's scary. Uh, okay, number two for me is Memphis running back receiver Tony Pollard. I think he's a overrated as a okay. He doesn't okay. return punts. I think he's overrated a bit as a kick returner. He's Tony not, is is my number one. He's not a great like. He's my number two. I think I, I think he's yep. a good kick returner. But like he had a down year this year. I'm yeah, not gonna. I'm not gonna I, ignore I don't it. think like he's not a great athlete straight line or uh, yep. Um, agility wise, like no, he's a smarter wrong. return man than he is an explosive return man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like you. 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 You, like he can break tackles, he can make you miss a bit. He's got some burst to him, but like again, he's just there's no one thing that kind of stands out to his game. No, that's fair. I, I don't disagree. Um, I think he's jittery. I like his patience. I think he's really his vision's really good. It was a down year. Team still kept it away from him. Uh, towards the end of the year, he got more chances and he was better at it. Uh, he still left Memphis tied for the most kick returns in college touchdowns in college history. Yeah. He's my number one. I, I now I'm curious to see who your number one is. So my number one's a guy who we talked about uh, in the summer, who I kind of liked as a, a potential return man slot type. Uh, he didn't end up doing that much as a receiver for Boston College, but uh, was a really good return man, and I am a fan of his. I think like undrafted makes your team as a return man. K- 
can return kicks and punts. Michael Walker from Boston College. Yeah, he he was up there with the return numbers this year. Um, has a, like legit reminds me of Alex Erickson, where it's gonna be he's gonna make your team and play a while <laughs> as your just overall return man. Yeah, uh, solid speed. Um, he the thing that I liked about him entering the year as a receiver was his ability, uh, like his quick footwork. And mm-hmm. I thought I saw potential there as a route runner. It didn't like totally translate, but it does translate on returns. Really smart, um, understands pacing, um, can can break tackles, uh, agile enough. Like I, I think he's gonna be a guy who makes a team returning kicks and punts. He definitely put up the good uh, good numbers this year. I, I, Walker's interesting. Uh, can I throw one more name out there? Yeah. Who I th- he tested really well. I kind of liked him in the summer too as a running back. He didn't have a great year, but always interesting to me. Ty Johnson from Maryland. Yeah, I think I, I, I he, like if I, if we did ten, like yeah. I think Dorch would probably be six for me. Mm-hmm. Ty Johnson might be seven. Yeah, he's he's six for me. Uh, he's a build up speed runner. He's not a he's not a burst dude. He's really well built. He's five eleven two ten. Like could you speed couldn't is- you see him making a team? For his return ability and um, maybe end up like your third running back. Yeah, I think so. And he can do a bit of out of the backfield catching the ball too. So like, uh, he ran a four four that helps him a lot. And you can see the top speed looks good. It's long speed. The the lateral agility is just okay. He's only a kick return guy. You don't want you don't want that on punt return. I'll throw another but guy I, out there, Poppy White. Oh, I love Poppy White. I uh, Poppy White's the type of guy. He's gonna like some fan base is gonna love him just for his preseason. I, that's so true. I love Poppy White. It's gonna be me and the, the I don't know the Carolina Panthers fan base loving Poppy yeah, White. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, since we started the show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sportsbook business, they've been good to us and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking our listeners up all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code HEAVEN when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down $100? You've now got an extra $50 to play with. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code HEAVEN. You play, you win, you get paid. Your ad reads are so professional today. I know. With <laughs> kicker and punter talk, I'm going to be on my game. It honestly is one of the more fun episodes for me, I'm not going to lie. It's because no one can hold anything we say against us because nobody really knows. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, okay. Um, Speaking of finishing our NFL draft division previews, uh, we're going to start with the NFC South, then go into the mighty NFC West, the best division in football. Big retweet, absolutely. Uh, And NFC South, the worst. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I don't mean that, or do I? Uh, And and we'll start with the Falcons, um, who pick 14th, 45th, and 79th. What do you got? Okay, like I said before the show... (laughs) These became doing the mocks the way we do them. Are it becomes very very difficult when we get to the end of this because <laughs> we're not trying to repeat players and the whole thing changes and uh, you forget guys and it gets hard. So some of these are gonna be bad for me. You ready, Rob? Yes. 
This one's not bad, though. The Atlanta Falcons at 14. I took Ed Oliver. I love the fit. They might have to trade up for him, like we talked about on one of the podcasts last week. Rest of the starters, which comes out on Fridays. This week, Saturday. <laughs> they might have to trade up for him. I didn't do that here. But I think it's a good fit. And uh, that's going to be a fun interior of the defensive line. If they if they add him with Grady Jarrett and Dedrin Sinat, that's fun. I don't I don't care how talented they are. Just keep, keep adding there. It's too fun. Uh, at 45 in the second round, I uh, I got them Greg Little, the tackle from Ole Miss. Two rage for me. It's, it's gonna be interesting to see where Greg Little goes. I think he's you think he's a lot for the second round, right? I don't. You think he might slip? I I think he'll go in the third round. He he was so bad at the combine. It's That's like true. The hype kind of disappeared on him. That's true. But at the same time. Like, who knows how the NFL actually views him? Like, we're seeing Titus Howard, like, or we're hearing Titus Howard, like, early second, late first right now. Yeah, so. that's wild. That's wild. Uh, Greg Little, <laughs> I'd rather bet on him than Titus Howard. Uh, uh, they need another tackle. The right tackle spot's bad. <laughs> Get Greg Little. And uh, 79th, I got them Sean Bunting, the corner from Central Michigan. Probably going to go higher than that. But adding to that DB group, uh, just a solid guy. I, I think, like... You know, they, they went with the longer guys. They, they got some of, like, the gadgety dudes. You know what I mean? Get just a solid guy that can B- potentially... Bunting's long press guy. He's kind of like Isaiah Oliver. Yeah, but I think he's got a little more... Like, a little more dy- dynamic in him. Like, he, I think he can do a little more than Isaiah can. I, I like Isaiah, but I'm, you know what I'm saying. That gives him a nice overall height between him, Trufant, and Oliver. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, for me, I also I kind of feel like one of these two guys uh, will somehow end up with the Falcons, and you hit at Oliver already. And I have them at fourteen, getting Brian Burns, the Florida State edge. Mm-hmm. Um, he fits what the, what they like, I think, a lot. Too. The, the, there's been I feel like almost every mock has had one of those two fall to Atlanta, and everyone knows Dan Quinn's not dumb enough to pass one of those guys up. <laughs> Dan Quinn, one of the best defensive line. Uh... Guys, coaches. yeah, definitely. coaches and uh, evaluators, I think. And um, with with Burns, I think they understand that okay, he might not be the strongest guy in the world, but he he, he supplies an instant pass rush. You get him across from Tack McKinley, that gives you stalwart ends to build uh, on with on the outside. And you've got like you you mentioned, obviously they have Grady Jarrett. They're going to try and lock him up long term. You've got mm-hmm. Sanat as your like one tech one uh, run stuffer. Like Vic Beasley never developed. I think Burns yeah. is so much more talented than Vic Beasley was coming Me out. Me too. Me too. Uh, then 45th, you do get your Grady Jarrett insurance slash. There's nothing wrong with having three interior defensive linemen. Nope. Not at all. And they take – this is a little rich for me, but I think this is more where the NFL views them. Uh, Draymond Jones from Ohio State. Um, Draymond's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah, he's in the same boat as Greg Little where it's like he could go anywhere from early second round to like the early fourth yeah like yeah. depending on how they view him yep. uh and with Draymond Jones he, he's a guy who I don't think is going to give you a ton versus the run but you bring him in on passing downs and stick him and Grady Jarrett next to each other and then base downs you go with uh um Sonat and Jarrett I think that yep. that's a really interesting trio I agree. uh and then 79th same idea as you uh they need they need a tackle they, well, they just need O-line help in general. They, they, yeah. I know they signed James Carpenter, Jamal Brown, and Tyson Brelo. I think none of those guys are good, but they paid them as if they're yeah. going to start. So yeah. go get Yadni Kajus, who I think is going to fall a bit. Uh, I think the NFL doesn't view him the same way some of the media folk do. 
Us, yeah. And with Kajus, you get a guy to develop as your starting right tackle. Uh, and I, I'm a big fan of his. My, I am as well. Uh, and the, the experts. The experts. DJ has them going Brian Burns. Matt Miller has them going Cody Ford. Uncle Mel has them going Ed Oliver. You're still Uncle Mel. I'm I'm such an Uncle Mel. All three of those, like, that makes, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. yeah. All right, on to the Panthers who pick 16th, 47th, 77th, and 100th. Uh, 16th, Cleveland Farrell, Edge, Clemson. I've kind of had this one penciled in for a bit. I... I mean, I guess he's that's a little high for me, but I think with how the edges are going to come off the board, uh, Carolina's going to get got to get their guy there. Forty seventh, I got them adding to the DB room, getting them Juan Thornhill, the safety from UVA. Uh, like I guess like the purest thing they have at safety, like Eric Reed's good, but uh, just you know they they need another safety. They they need him to go and help, and he can do a lot of things for you and uh, kind of play all over. So. I like that. Uh, 77th, uh, I already mentioned his name. I think he's going to go higher, but they get Titus Howard from Alabama State. I wouldn't even get him in the, I wouldn't take him in the third round, but he's going to go higher than this apparently. But uh, between Taylor Moden and Daryl Williams, who's only on a one-year deal, they don't have too much else. And if you're not resigning him and they're both playing right tackle, you got to add to that group. And lastly, at pick number 100, I got them Damien Harris from Alabama, who I think is just going to be a really, really good um, guy to pair with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, okay, I have them same idea as you, uh, but not Farrell. I have them getting Montez Sweat at 16th. Yep. Either way, I think one of those guys is who they want. It fits what they do at edge. It's a big yeah. uh, ver- versatile in the sense that they, they can rush the passer a bit, but they're also really strong run defenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 47th, I think one of the one of the more marquee receivers is going to fall. Um, and I have it being Kelvin Harmon. Okay. And I think he is perfect for what they still need at receiver to complement yeah. DJ Moore. He's the size guy who can win 50-50 balls downfield. Um, a good version of what they've tried with Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches. Yeah. Uh, and then 77th, also similar idea. They need an offensive lineman, an offensive tackle in particular. Like you mentioned, Moten is a really, really good right tackle. Daryl Williams like is a Moten. pretty good right tackle. Yeah. One of them, I would keep Moten at right tackle. I think you've you've got Daryl Williams on the one year deal. You should try him at left tackle if you're going to try either of them. I, and, I agree. I agree. And then I have them taking Greg Little, seventy seventh, who can sit a year and then hopefully become that starting left tackle you you mm-hmm. want. Uh, and he fits kind of what they do with tackles. They take big, mean offensive tackles generally. Yeah. And then a hundredth, you have a hole at guard. Uh, this is one of my favorite guys who is sliding under the radar a bit because um, he tore his ACL as a senior. Alex Bars from Notre Dame. Yeah. To me, he is a plug-and-play guard at, le- at left guard, and uh, h- him and uh, Trey Turner gives you two nice guards for the Panthers. There, there was a lot of love for bars like in January and February, and it just seems like people have kind of forgot about him. He's like, we- like I, I did a deep dive on him the other day, and I'm like quite like I, I got he's in my top bars. Yeah, uh, and the experts say DJ says Garrett Bradbury, uh, Matt Miller says Brian Burns, Mel Kuyper says Colin Farrell. You are Uncle Mel. That's weird that that keeps happening. Okay. On to the New Orleans Saints, who traded their first-round pick to draft Marcus Davenport, and they traded their third-round pick for Teddy Bridgewater. So they only have the 62nd overall pick in the first three rounds. Who do you got them going with? I got them a money hooker from Iowa. Just help that secondary. Uh, that secondary is so... I don't know. I don't know. A, they, they, they already signed Patrick Robinson to be their starting I, nickel, though. I know, but I don't, I don't love Patrick Robinson. I think just like... But you paid him. 
I I know, but it's what I would do. Some of these are what I think they're going to do, and some of these are what I would do, and this is what I would do. I so, think. What 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 do you what who would you go with? I think they need to take a receiver. I think that, I think if you were to look at their biggest needs, it's receiver, defensive line, and offensive line depth. It's like they they don't have a lot of glaring holes. Obviously, I think they do at receiver. Like. You, I mean, they still they went with Traquan last year. I, I like Traquan. So. Yeah, but they, they, okay, and Michael Thomas didn't need a third receiver. Theodore again. Yeah, but like you can't just keep. So I have them re- like getting their eventual Ted Ginn replacement, in Andy Isabella. No, I think that's a good pick. I mean, I I'm not saying don't draft a receiver, but you can do it in the fourth. I think with the, with the depth of the class. I I think like Andy Isabella is the perfect Ted Ginn replacement for that offense. I think I think Andy Isabella would be great in that offense. Um. And then the experts don't say anything because they don't have a first-round pick. Okay, Tampa Bay. Uh, fifth, 39th, and 70th. Okay, this is my worst one. You ready? It's my best I, one. It's my worst one. I already mocked them trading out from fifth for uh, for the Broncos to jump to there and draft Drew Locke. So they're at 10. They take Devin White. That works out for both of the teams. Uh, Broncos get up. They get Locke. Tampa gets Devin White in a little bit better value. Okay, they pick up 41 from Denver, so they have 39 and 41. These are two guys I would not take in this position, but the NFL apparently likes them, and uh, it fits what they need. Uh, 39, Todd Bowles gets himself a project at corner. Lonnie Johnson from Kentucky. Again, I wouldn't touch him here. 41, Bruce, Bruce Arians gets his running back. Miles Sanders from Penn State. He'll like what he can do in the, in the receiving game and stuff. Mix him in with Ronald Jones if he likes him at all. Again, I would not do that. At 70, uh, something that makes a lot more sense. Terry McLaurin from Ohio State uh, to be their stretch guy, their Deshaun Jackson replacement. Uh, Inside-outside ability, I think that's a cool fit. I think if they don't get Hollywood Brown, which looks like the guy they're looking for, and I would, I would like that pick, I think McLaurin could do some of the stuff to a lesser extent and like the speed-wise and still be a good, really good wide receiver for them. All right, I have them at fifth getting Devin White. I think we both think that's going to be – that's who yeah. they're aiming for, whether it's at the fifth spot or not. That's, yeah. I think, the guy. Uh, at 39, I think they're they're in love with Hollywood Brown, and that's who I have them taking. But he could go so many different spots. I know. They might I already have, have to, him gone. So They might have to move up to actually get him, even though I don't think he's worth a first-round pick. See, uh, if, but if they, drop, if they drop a bit and then move – like you know, say they do the if trade. They had two, yeah, if they and they trade those two seconds, move up. Yeah, that makes sense. Or even the second and the third. And, yeah. And then seventieth, I think running back. There, I. It's hard to know what they think about Ronald Jones. I know. But I think the running backs will slide. David Montgomery from Iowa State. You get him. He he gives you more of an edge at running back than Jones. Jones is more of a yeah, uh, get slasher, a, long speed. Guy. Yeah, and David Montgomery's tough yards can do uh, some damage in the passing game. I think yeah. that'd be a fun combo to roll I, with. I think that's a cool combo if if Ronald Jones can get his shit together. But yeah, uh, and then the experts say DJ says Montez Sweat, Matt Miller says Quinnen Williams, Uncle Mel says Devin White. You are Uncle Mel. <laughs> I won't be Uncle Mel in the next one. So. Yes, you will. No, I, I, bet, I won't. I mean, maybe I will, actually. Fuck. We'll see. Uh, okay, on to the NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals pick first, 33rd, and 65th. I think we both know who's first. Well, I, I, I can't do it. Kyler Murray's already gone for me what? three months ago. I took I him We've known to Kyler Murray's the number one pick for months. I know, but... You uh, thought he was going to fall to 13? 
I had him there. You don't remember? You yelled at me then. I didn't think oh, so. But well, you deserve to get yelled at again. Okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm not taking Kyler Murray. I'm taking Nick Bosa first because you have Josh Rosen. I believe in Josh Rosen. I don't know if they do, but this is what I am doing. Oh, 33. sick. I traded Josh Rosen for three future first-round picks. That's smart. Yeah, thanks. See? Why didn't you? Okay, let's hear him. What would you get with him? Anyways. Uh, 33rd, Chris Lindstrom, BC, add to the interior of the offensive line. They signed Sweezy, but, I mean, he's only good in Seattle, apparently. Uh, I I like Chris Lindstrom a lot. I think that just going to help your offense overall. 65th, Riley Ridley, wide receiver, Georgia. It's another – the whole wide receiver group is going to be interesting to see where they fall, where they go. Uh, I think Ridley would be a very good fit. Get them that true outside guy. Good route runner. Oh, they have Kevin White. Did you forget? <laughs> yeah, I did forget. There you go. Uh, okay, I didn't go in Kyler Murray first overall. Yeah. I think if they can trade Josh Rosen for the value of a top 10 pick, I would do it because of Kyler Murray's fit in the system Cliff Kingsbury's going to implement. Yep. Um, if you're trading Josh Rosen for something worse than a first-round pick, that's I'd rather just keep them both. I don't care. Because, <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. Or just take Nick Bosa or Quinn Williams. Yep. Uh, and the 33rd, I think Reedy Williams might fall. Um, and Arizona needs corner help. Uh, Reedy learning from Patrick Peterson would be so much fun. Yeah, like obviously Patrick Peterson's your corner one. And then you brought in Robert Alford, who I think uh, is a better – like I like Robert Alford a lot. I think you'd play him at nickel if you could get like Reedy that. Williams. And yeah. your secondary looks a lot safer, obviously, with Buda Baker and uh, DJ Swearinger. Mm-hmm. And then 65th, you got I, – I think – Partially um, because of the receiver depth. I, I have him going tight end over receiver at 65th. And then, hey, go get Antoine Wesley in the fourth round. Um, and I have him taking Jay Sternberger, the Texas A&M tight end. Gives you a guy who, who can play kind of all over in that offense uh, and be the safety net for Kyler Murray early on. Yep, that's cool. All three experts say Kyler Murray. Yep, I told you I want to be Uncle Mel. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Uh, okay, on to the L.A. Rams, who picked 31st, 94th, and 99th. They traded that second-round pick to get Marcus Peters. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons. I love him. I, I It's going to be interesting to see where he lands. Obviously, Did you hear? Sorry, just to interject. Cause I, he's going to miss know the we, year? Sorry? That they expect him to miss the whole season? No, no, no. no that he's like apparently a top-20 lock. Oh, really? Okay. That, that's what there was a report the other day. I think Schefter Rapport had it. To, today I, I saw I, that he's expected to miss the entire season. I thought we... I, you knew I, that. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, it's just interesting because I think we both think... Like, I, I think he's a top five player. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't let him get out of the first round, I think. Yeah. Like, I, if, if he's there for the Rams, I think they almost have to do it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they just need help. I mean, they need edge pass rush help, but... If Simmons is there, I don't think you can pass him up. Who can afford to let um, Jeffrey Simmons sit more, like miss a year more than the LA Rams can? I think just adding him to that defensive line group would just be too nasty for them to to pass up. And yeah, like you said, it's hard to it's hard, just hard. Uh, their third round picks are at the end of the third, ninety uh, fourth. I got them taking Isaiah Johnson from Houston. More, I mean, even I wouldn't even take him there. I know I wouldn't even take him there, but. He probably is going to go higher than that. So, hey. And 99th, I got them taking your boy from Hawaii, Jelani Tavai, linebacker. They need help at linebacker. Um, late late riser here. I think it's a cool pick. Uh, if not, hey, Jermaine Pratt's still on the board for me, so that's also okay. Uh, okay, 31st, 
I think there's a chance Colin Farrell falls. It's gonna be on, interesting. Farrell, yeah, Farrell's gonna be interesting. He's kind of the one who isn't doesn't have the same like hype behind him. It could also be Brian Burns though, which we've be, seen. Yeah. Um, I think one of those two guys might fall a bit. Yeah. Uh, and if if although Farrell's not like a super traditional three four edge, I don't think that really matters in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's an overrated thing. If Farrell's there, the Rams need edge help, and he he'd be a, uh, a great guy to add. Plays the run at a high level, uh, explosive. Isn't I don't think he'll be a consistent double digit sack guy, but like Jason Pierre Paul type of edge. Yeah, especially with um, Wade Phillips there. Yeah, like, exactly, he's just gonna exactly. find a way to. Yeah, and he's gonna get one on ones anyway, and he's really yep. good with his hands. Ninety fourth, I have them taking Jelani Tovea, the linebacker from Hawaii as well. I think he is a perfect fit as the inside linebacker mm-hmm. uh, in a Wade Phillips type defense. Really uh, violent player. He can add some as a pass rusher too. Like in a traditional 4-3, he's like a perfect Sam type. He's got a lot of vaunted perfect to his game. Uh, and then 99th, I have them getting their nose tackle in Daylon Mack from Texas A&M. You play him at nose, Brockers, and Donald uh, on the D-line with him. Um, yep. that I, I think Mack's like the if like Dexter Lawrence is gonna go in the first round, Dalen Mack late thirds are a great value for a nose tackle. Yeah, I, I don't like him that much, but I, I think it's gonna be interesting to see where he goes because there's not that many he, nose like, tackles in this group. Right? He, he yeah, well that's a, that's another good point. There's yeah. a lot of uh, more like traditionally three tech guys, I, I, and there's a lot of teams that kind of need nose. So like, it's just, kinda, I think there's gonna be a race to him to be honest. He takes over against Alabama. Like mm-hmm. just dominates them. I uh, no, I I he's a guy who's who's raised, risen up my board a bit. Uh, and then the experts say DJ says Jonathan Abram. DJ okay. loves Jonathan Abram. Uh, yeah. Matt, Matt Miller says Christian Wilkins, and Mel Kuyper says Garrett Bradbury. Who, if he's there, that would be a nice fit for them. It would, yeah. Uh, okay, Forty Niners pick second, thirty six and sixty seventh. So for me, Nick Bose is off the board for the Niners. So. Again, I uh, th- th- I know we both love Brian Burns. I got him here. I think Burns would be pretty electric on that defensive line. You finally let Solomon Thomas move to three tech because I don't know why you haven't. You let Eric Armstead be that rotation guy. You let Buckner work. You let D Ford work. I think that suddenly becomes a monstrous. I mean, it already is a very good D line group, but it becomes a very very special one. I mean, with adding Bosa, which obviously is what's going to happen, it's going to be great for them. Uh, I mean, would I take Burns second overall? Not really, but like, again, the edge group's going to go fast, I think. So, and I like Brian Burns. 36 is where I have Kelvin Harmon going to the Niners. I think getting that true outside guy for them would be a really nice fit. Um, let Pettis, Pettis can do inside outside, Goodwin, same. So, between the three of them, I think you got a really good group. And uh, at 67, I just wanted to add to their secondary. It's. It's, it's a strange secondary. I got them Will Harris from BC. I think just getting a more solid piece back there that you know who what their role is going to be is going it's just something they kind of need, you know what I mean? I also have them go edge receiver and DB in that order. <laughs> okay. Uh so I have them getting Nick Bosa. I think is yeah. a like I love Brian Burns too, but I think mm-hmm. Bosa's the perfect guy for them if he's playing opposite D Ford. I think so too. Right, just because of what he adds as a uh, as run a run defender. defender. Yep. But like for the exact same reasons you talked about taking edge for them, that's why you take Nick Bosa if he's there, and that, I think that's their dream scenario. Uh, absolutely, and he, it, it's looking like he's going to be there, mm-hmm. obviously. And thirty six, they, they I think that they still need another receiver in that group, like you said, mm-hmm. and 
One thing Shanahan seems to love is smart, tough route runners. Yeah. Uh, and so I get I get them Debo Samuel from South Carolina. And, That's kind of fun. Yeah, and, and, and in this scenario, you've got like like you said, he he likes guys who can play inside and outside. Um, and Debo fits that with uh, as do Goodwin and Pettis. Goodwin becomes your field stretcher. Dante Pettis, I think, is your receiver one, and Debo's like your Golden Tate yak guy. And you also mm-hmm. have the depth of Trent Taylor in the slot. Yeah, like no big guys, but I I, I think that just seems to be what Shannon likes. And then 60- we haven't really sorry to uh, interrupt you, Rob. We haven't really seen like what what Shannon's really gonna do with this offense. I know we've seen him two years, but. We we barely seen him with Garoppolo, right? Mm-hmm. We we barely like McKinnon hasn't been on the field yet for them. Like I, I think this this I'm year excited. is going to be the the big test year, and it's going to be really interesting to see how they attack offense in the draft. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then sixty seventh, I have them get a corner. Uh, they like Richard Sherman's obviously their their number one corner, but yeah. that other corner spot, it's like a Caleb Witherspoon didn't play that well. No. Various Moore's a project at corner. Yeah. Um, they signed Verrett, but again, like, yeah, and but Verrett, Verrett, you want him to be playing nickel if he's going to be healthy. Yeah, uh, I think at Michigan State corner Justin Lane fits the long Seahawk corner mold that they, they've been trying to. Seems like they've been aiming for in San Fran. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, experts all say Nick Bosa. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, okay, Seattle who picked twenty one and eighty four, they trade that second to get Dwayne Brown. Pretty worth Good trade. trade. Yep. Uh, not, 21st. Sorry, not worth it for Houston in the long run. No, they should have just kept Dwayne Brown. Like, they could have, I don't know. Brown would have added so much more than that second round pick. <laughs> Anyways, uh, 21, I like Johnson Gardner Johnson a lot. Uh, they might trade down and get him. I Honestly, it's, the Seahawks are not going to be picking at 21. I'm going to guarantee that right now. They're going to be trading down. But uh, I didn't mock it there. And I think even if they trade down, Johnson Gardner Johnson is going to be a legit target for them. Whether they're playing him at nickel or safety doesn't matter. They need both, and I think they're going to like the versatility and just kind of opens up everything else for them. Keep Give Shaq Griffin. It was a bit of a down year for him. Let him play uh, left corner. Trey Flowers at right. Uh, at, like, that's what I mean. The corner's not as huge as a need for the Seahawks as people seem to think because I think both of them are still good, and I believe in both of them. And then with Tedrick Thompson and Bradley McDougald, hopefully you get Tedrick off the field. But if you're not, gives you versatility to, to you know to use all of them. 84th, I got them a receiver, Demarcus Lodge from Ole Miss. We both like him a lot. Uh, again, the receiver group is going to be really interesting to see where they all go. Go fall in literally any order. It's so weird. I know, and like I think how many receivers do you think are going to go top 100? I, I think you're going to have a bigger number than I do, but just off the top of your head, 12. Uh... More, more than 12 more than 12 like yeah, 18 good. well like i don't know it's it's hard for me to like gauge like how many do i personally have in there and then like i think i have like 12 or 13 and then like i don't have paris campbell so that's gonna be one and i have like 19 in my top 100 yeah so i think like like 15 receiver ah, but the, the, see when the group is that big i see them getting pushed down yeah i know it's it's anyway. weird that's what i mean like you I'm so getting, excited for, for next. You could be Thursday. getting a guy like who I really like in Antoine Wesley on day three potentially. Yeah, I know that's true. So I mean, Lodge in the mid late. But Lodge, I is, Lodge, I think is a good fit for. I have a different receiver, same idea, and that with that third mm-hmm. round pick for them. I think that's a good fit. Uh, like we're kind of worried about Doug Baldwin now. We heard some of the rumblings, a couple of surgeries this year, maybe the retirement word popping up. It's a little scary. I think Lodge is. He's very, he's just well rounded. He's another security blanket dude. Uh, 
uh, kind of honestly my personal favorite. Not saying he's the best, but of the trio at Ole Miss, it's my personal favorite. So Fuck, I mean, you didn't even have him as a top five receiver, you fool. <laughs> I know. I didn't say he's the best one. I say he's my personal favorite. Uh, he's yeah, the best I, one. I'll be very happy if uh, the Seahawks get him. Okay, I also have him going Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Just the I, yeah seems like the, trade back to do it would be sweet though. Like, I think they're. I, mean, I I I think they're trading back 100. percent Unless they really love, unless someone falls like a blue chip guy, which yeah. probably not. Yeah. Or they're really in love with Gardner Johnson or whoever else it is. But like you, you mentioned, just his ability to kind of play anywhere in the secondary, and uh, I th- I think he's a great fit. Uh, yeah, and then 84th, same idea at receiver. Um, they seem to favor those, not like just. Uh, guys who run routes, crisp routes, yeah. are yeah. dominant with their release. So I have them getting Stanley Morgan Jr. from Nebraska, who's the best probably, I think. If, if you're to ask me who the best route runner in the draft is, I'd say it's him, Riley Ridley, maybe DeMarcus Lodge. Yes. So I, I have him get Stanley Morgan Jr. I think he's got some Emmanuel Sanders to his game. Uh, inside out, uh, fits exactly what they've been doing at receiver between, like, Almost a bigger like Tyler Lockett, Doug Baldwin. Like he's about six feet. See the interesting thing uh, for the Seahawks, I, I, they might go because Pete Carroll loves the big receiver, and he's never really been able to find one except for Sidney Rice. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> that didn't last very long, and I mean Chris Matthews in one game. I won't say which game it was, but uh, I think we can see him, especially with a big group of receivers. We can see that as a target, especially if they trade back from twenty-one and get a second-round pick, or it's. Uh, I think, like, a yak guy, a slot guy. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they attack the position. Uh, and the experts say, DJ says Ed Oliver. I wish. Please let that happen. Matt Miller says Taylor Rapp. I would not be upset. It's it's a little high for me, but I want to be upset. And Uncle Mel says Chris Lindstrom. Oh, I mean, it's not – I mean, I love Chris Lindstrom. Trey back not, to, yeah, if it's him, trade back. Yeah, and I, I don't think the interior is a desperate, desperate need for them. I agree. All right, that's it for us here at Seven Rounds in Heaven. I hope you enjoyed all the special teams talk at the top. Next week will be draft week, and we will do our final on-air mock draft of the season. Uh, for every pick we get right, we got to do something. We, we'll, we'll think of something stupid to do. How about that? Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RobPaulNFL. You can follow AJ at AJMarthKZ13. Go to armchairallamericans.com and read all my NFL draft coverage. Uh, lots of stuff there. I can't it's a lot read. of stuff there. I wrote one even today. so uh, And probably tomorrow and the next day and the day after. And what's what's the one coming out tomorrow? Well, I haven't written it yet. Oh, the all-bargain <laughs> team. There you go. There oh, wait. Go. Tomorrow's today. Huh. I just oh, yeah, wrote t- the unicorns of the draft, though. Um, so, uh, any last words, AJ? Yeah, get off the mound, please. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.